Lots of things are better together. Hockey, food, golf. How about a cold one on the patio during a nice spring day? But if you really want to take things to the next level, drink some Labatt Blue Lights with your friends and live life to the power of we. Always enjoy responsibly. Beer, Labatt USA, Buffalo, New York. The third edition of the GM Shuffle this week as we get you set for the Super Bowl taking place Sunday night. We've gotten plenty of tweets. People saying, hey, I'm liking these shorter episodes. Well, we appreciate it. 20 to 25 minutes, we're cranking these out. And uh, obviously today, it's all about gambling. Check the most up-to-date betting lines by using the DraftKings Sportsbook app. We'll get into the prop bets and some of the silly stuff, but let's do the major stuff here. As far as where the money is going, where the lines are. At last check, DraftKings had it as of February 3rd. We're recording this on Thursday, February 4th. The Chiefs at minus three, over under at 56. The huge thing here, Mike, as you always say, is where is the money going? So despite nearly 73% of money being wagered on Kansas City, the odds makers have adjusted the line in the opposite direction of total money, moving the Chiefs, they were initially three and a half point favorites, down to only three point favorites. How do you assess that? You know, I think what the what the books don't want to do, DraftKings, they don't want to go to that three and a half. So they, they charge a VIG for that. Uh, and so we pay the VIG or because they go to three and a half, they know there'll be too much money coming in on Kansas City. And, and right now, based on all the books all over, including DraftKings everywhere, you know, that I can, on my thing, there's 20,000 tickets being written have been written. 60% of those tickets are on the Chiefs. 63% of the money is on the Chiefs. And that includes everything. So, and what you're seeing is a lot of the books, the 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 Vegas books, like Circa, Westgate, Caesars, all those books that you go in and you can use their app, but you go in, uh, they're charging a VIG, 100, the one, it's minus 120, usually it's minus 110. So I think what, what this is really, everybody feels like this is going to be a really close game. The money's going back and forth. And nobody wants to give you that hook on the three and a half. And I think that, you know, the way the Chiefs were not able to, uh, uh, you know, not able to cover a lot of their games going down the stretch, it became problematic. So I think that there it lies. So, but more importantly, I think it, today's Thursday. I think by Saturday and Sunday, we're going to see enormous amounts of money start to come in. I don't know on which team, but enormous amounts of money will come in because you know the players are going to be playing in the game. You know, with the COVID, I mean, thank God they didn't go to the barber, but Jeez. there could have been a lot of guys missing this game. Tell you what, this barber story is crazy. You can appreciate this as the son of a barber, but the fact that Chiefs barber, I mean, Mahomes are ready to get a haircut. I mean, you talk about a scenario that would be perfectly fitting considering these outlandish and surreal times that we live in. Oh, guess what? Mahomes is in the Super Bowl because he went to get a haircut and the guy is COVID. What a disaster that would have been. I mean, how did you even think about like, if I were if I were at the Chiefs, I'm saying, look, fellas, no fucking haircuts. No, you know, we're not going to the mall. If your wife's got to, if, if your wife is got to, you got to go buy a gift that's called Amazon, you know, you know, Belichick used to say to the team all, put all that shit in the bottom drawer. Like, put it all. Like, who gives a shit? Like, we're not we're not dealing with anybody outside of our family right now. And everything can wait. Yeah. It's called prioritizing. I'm with you. I'm like, listen, your wife or girlfriend's on your ass. Like, hey, listen, honey, give me two weeks. 
And I promise I'm all yours. This is the most important thing right now in my life. You have to be able to compartmentalize and focus on things. The haircut can wait. What I find interesting back to the gambling is prop bets, which I always thought were kind of like, eh, like some people do that. It's kind of a fun little thing. It's a quirky thing. Historically, prop bets make up nearly 60% or more of the entire handle on the Super Bowl. That is crazy to me. The game itself only witnesses 40% or more on spread or total attention. So a lot of sports bettors, Mike, they actually get allured by wagers, which we'll get into, kind of the wacky stuff. Were you surprised by that or is that something you've always been aware of? Actually, just, you know, since I started working with the Visa and I've kind of been aware of it. I never thought much about the prop bets. You know, I never really thought much about it, you know, and so I never really uh, paid attention to it, but they get crazy and it kind of like, it's a way to where you see the game become played out. You see the way the game becomes, uh, how is it going to go? For example, you know, we'll get into some of them, but one of my favorite ones is Brady throwing for under 40 and a half attempts, the same thing. And I think Mahomes is at 41 and a half. So that is really, uh, that to me is, I like the under there because I see this game as being a little bit more fast moving and not as many throws, a little bit more rushing attempts. Like I definitely see Hilaire going over 26 and a half yards. So the way I'm visualizing the game in my head leads me to the prop bets is what I'm trying to explain. All right, when we come back, let's do that. We'll go to some of the most popular in-game prop bets. And then later here on the GM Shuffle, we'll go with the really quirky stuff. Don't go anywhere. We're getting warmed up here on the GM Shuffle. All right, anytime you're on the golf course, you always hear the phrase, hit it long and hit it straight. Well, as somebody who's a novice to the game of golf, a new person, I wanted to make sure I had the best equipment possible. So... As a novice golfer, I went and hit up our friends over at PXG because they have an all-new driver called the Black Ops. I mean, my man Chris over in Henderson has hooked me up with a phenomenal driver that's built to my game. My new game that doesn't really do much of anything on the course, but it has what I need in terms of the club head speed and the kind of grip that I need to go out there and be the best to my ability. I mean, this is music to ears to any golfer, whether you're a novice like myself or if you've been playing the game for decades. The PXG Black Ops driver is a breakthrough in driver technology. It's a complete and total victory in golf club engineering unlike anything you've ever seen before. Black Op drivers are adjustable to deliver a combined MOI of 10,000 plus for unreal forgiveness. That's just ridiculously high. So what you got to do Go check out the PXG Black Ops Driver. You'll be as impressed with it as I am. Learn more and get free shipping on all equipment at pxg.com slash gmshuffle and use code gmshuffle at checkout. That's pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle for free shipping on all equipment, pxg.com slash gmshuffle, code gmshuffle. All right, this is in-game prop bets. So first score of the game, a field goal slash safety is plus 190. Now the touchdown is the favorite to be the first score, but the South Point offering the top plus price on the other side, the Chiefs 27-24 win at Tampa Bay in the regular season. They did score first, KC did, on a Harrison Butker field goal. So if you go field goal or safety, Mike, plus 190, interesting bet. Yeah, I mean, I can't imagine... Safety, both quarter. Now Brady got a safety in a in the in the game against the Giants early in the game uh, when they played the Colts when they played the Giants in, in Indianapolis. So he got one there. So I I can't imagine that. I I can't really think that could go through. You know, to me, I think this is a game 
where Tampa, if they win the toss, they should take the ball. And by winning the toss, I think they should take the ball and they should have 12 of their best plays. And I don't think you can hold back. I think you've got to do exactly what Carolina did. You've got to take the ball. You've got to be willing to go for it on fourth down. You have to play from in front. And then you can figure out how you're going to deal with the middle eight once you get there. But for me, I think Tampa has to score first and play from in front. It's critical. And look, there's going to be a feeling out period between Spagnola and Brady, between what happens with the Chiefs defense offense and Todd Bowles, how he adjusted, you know. And so I think there's all that's got to be played into it. But I think it's so important. You know, it's so important. Fuck the script. I hate the script. Give me your 10 best plays. I don't want them in scripted order. We're not probing. We're not running out there looking at formations. This game's going to have 80 plays in it, right? your 80 best plays, and that gets you to score first. Speaking of scoring first, this is an intriguing bet. Total punts in the game, six and a half. The under is at minus 143. You look at, on paper and say, okay, these are two teams, the long drives. I can't see a lot of punts happening. You know, in the AFC Championship game, the Chiefs did not attempt a punt while in their divisional win, Tommy Townsend, the Cleveland punter, had one punt. On the other side of the ball, Tampa Bay only had two punts, NFC Championship game. They had four against New Orleans in the divisional round. Six and a half punts. I feel like I'm going with the under here, Mike, especially the way we think this game's going to go. I, I think so. Now, look, if they get Tampa into as many third downs as Green Bay got them in, then Tampa won't convert the way they converted against Mike Patton. The, Steve Spagnuolo is too unpredictable. He's going he's gonna to sink your battleship at some point. He is definitely going to sink your battleship. You're going to have trouble with him when you do that. So for me, I think you've got to be really careful. I, I think this is a second down call sheet. I think if I'm Byron Leftwich, I'm looking at my second down and I'm playing Canadian football from the minute I get there. You know, if I run it on first down, I'm going to get a first down on second down. If I throw it on first down, I'm going to get a first down on second down. I'm going to try to limit as much possi- possible third downs as I can so I can keep Spagnola from, from playing battleship with me and then sinking my battleship. So that's what I've got to do. So those props, you've got to play those into your head. And I think you've got to stay out of as many third downs as you possibly can. Play like the Toronto Argonauts. I love the CFL football. Yeah. I mean, as it relates to punting, I mean, look, if, if Tampa punts more than twice in a game, they're going to lose. I mean, that's just, a, and if they punt in the second half, they're going to lose. I mean, that's just, a, you play the Chiefs, you get nine possessions, right? You're going to get nine, maybe nine, maybe you get eight, nine. I mean, that's the way the game's got to go for you to win it. And it's not, I don't want to, you know, I wrote a column for The Athletic. You know, do you ever, do you ever well, when you write a column, you, I never read the comments, but sometimes I just look at them and the ability of people, Mike Tyson's so right. I mean, social media has made fake tough guys. I mean, <laughs> people write, you have no idea what you're talking about. Have you ever watched a Buck game? Like, seriously, they're, they're like sending me, a, have you ever watched a Buck game this year? You don't know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> Oh, I don't really? Okay, I don't. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like, I only know the quarterback on the team, right? Okay? Like, I only know the quarterback on the team. And so, like, I've watched every game he's played. Like, I understand what he's going through. I deal with it. You know, but, have, you know, I mean, could you imagine, like, these people, they just make these comments. Like, you just, like, are you fucking, like, I'll take any positive feedback you can get. I'm not immune to learning something. But at some point, you got to say, like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, seriously, that's your best, that's your best blow? Like, you know, and so for me, 
this is where I think if you punt more than twice, I don't know how I got off on that subject, but if you punt more than twice, you're in trouble. To your point, a friend of mine used to call them keyboard warriors. You know, like you said, fake tough guys in their basement throwing shots at you. And it's like, you have no idea what you're talking about. Like I said, they're just trying to instigate and antagonize and they have absolutely no case. Uh, Moving on. Team to record the first sack. Okay, this is interesting. Tampa Bay, minus 155. We all know star tackle Eric Fisher is not going to play. And the betters are aware of this. Torres Achilles uh, in the AFC Championship win over the Bills. This guy is huge in protecting Mahomes. Shaq Barrett, Jason Pierre-Paul have been terrific for Tampa. That defensive line, their defense has forced seven turnovers. They've recorded seven sacks in three playoff wins. So team to record the first sack, Tampa Bay at minus 155, feels like a pretty good bet for me, Mike. Yeah, I think I think so. But I, I think here's what I think you're missing. I may go under on that. I, I may take I may take Kansas City with the first sack. And here's why. Because I think Andy Reid knows going into the game, his tackles suck. And so he's going to do everything in his power. And Mahomes is not going to let him get there. You know, Mahomes is not going to let them do that. So I just feel like the play calling by Andy, it ain't going to be conservative to start out, but I think it's going to be in line with what he's capable of doing with his tackles. I think you'll see every variation of a screen you could possibly know to mankind. Like, I don't know what the Hilaire catches are in terms of of how many catches he'll get in the game, but I would bet the over, whatever that number is, because I just think Andy's going to run screen upon screen, receiver screen, tight end screen, running back screen. I mean, he'll run a fucking tackle screen if he has to. I mean, he's going to be creative. And you give this guy two weeks to be creative, this guy can really become creative. And speaking of creativity, uh, Andy Reid, like you said, is no stranger to that. And I also think on the other side, Spagnuolo is very creative with his blitzes. So maybe the Chiefs do get home on Brady before the Bucs able to do so uh, on the homes. A Brady touchdown pass in the third quarter. Yes, is plus 140. So how about this? This is a two-part bet in connection with a Brady touchdown pass in the fourth quarter at plus 110. The Westgate offers plus prices in each quarter. It only takes one Brady touchdown in the second half to turn at least a small profit. He had two fourth-quarter touchdown passes in the team's first meeting. This is interesting, Mike, specifically for you because you talk so much and harp on the middle eight. So Brady touchdown pass in the third quarter. Going back to your point, maybe you're getting nine possessions against the Chiefs. So theoretically, two possessions in the third quarter for Brady, can one of those be turned into a touchdown? I think they have to be. I think you have to be. I don't think you can go a a quarter without scoring against the Chiefs. I don't think you can go a quarter against scoring against the Chiefs. And here's where I think the game gets really hairy is that, you know, when, when, when the 49ers with Coach Walsh were really humming, whether it was with Montana or Young, if you, if you let up a defensive touchdown, if, you're de- if, if their defense, the 49er defense, scored a touchdown, the game was getting in the 30s. You, it was automatic because the, off, the, the offense was going to score in the 20s, so the game was going to get in the 30s. So I think if the game even gets away from Tampa, Brady will still achieve this. I think Brady has to achieve it if they win. So win-lose, I think he's got to achieve it. All right, running back to the most receiving yards, Clyde Edwards-Alaire or Leonard Fournette. Fournette right now at minus 152. He's become important here for the Bucs. He's hauled in 14 to 17 targets, 102 receiving yards, a touchdown on the team's three playoff wins. Edwards-Alaire, obviously talented first-round pick at LSU. He can be a factor. Again, not running yards. It's the running back to have the most receiving yards. Right now, Fournette is the favorite. Well, I think they think he's going to play the most, and I think he's going to be an outlet for him. And I, and. 
And I don't think that's wrong. I think that's correct thinking. I think Brady needs to be able to get him the ball, get him in space. And look, they'll void him. I think so many times when they run blitz zero Kansas City, they just leave the back alone. They Sometimes they just don't cover him. And so I think that'll lend itself to Fournette. I do like that one. Yeah, and, and Edward Zelaire, to your point about Fournette being more a focal point of the passing attack, Edward Zelaire for KC, non-factor in the passing game, posting less than eight receiving yards in four of his last five games. This one feels too good to be true. Tyreek Hill receiving yards 92 and a half, take the over at minus 110. He torched Tampa the first time. 13 catches for 269. In the playoffs, he had 172 against Buffalo, 110 against Cleveland. And you're saying 92 and a half? I'm feeling pretty good about the over here, Mike. Well, I think if you go under here, I mean, if he goes over, that means Todd Bowles didn't watch the last game, right? Like you can't let him have a, you got, you got to take him out of the game. And he was such a vital part of the game. Now, I think Andy, you know, really, this kid is so uniquely gifted. Again, I think he's the best receiver in all of football. I think he would be in, in the top running backs in football if they put him in the backfield. I mean, when he played at Oklahoma State, he ran the ball. So for him, you know, he was a running back and they thought he was going to be a jack of all trades. And then when they got him there and they put him in the slot, they were like, wow, he's a slot. You know, he can do it. So, but for me, in this game, because I think Andy Reid knows that Hill's going to be the focal point of the defense, I wouldn't be surprised if you see Hill in the backfield. I wouldn't be surprised if you see Hill in the backfield running routes from the backfield, which won't allow them to double them or get a jam on them. So, you know, and part of me thinks that should be under, but part of me also thinks because of the way Reed knows he has to get him the ball, he'll do different things for him to go on the over. I lean under there, but I get your point. All right, and lastly, the Super Bowl MVP market. So since 2000, quarterbacks have been named the MVP of the Super Bowl 13 of the last 21 games, 62%. That's why Mahomes is the favorite at minus 106, Brady at plus 210. Now, after that, DraftKings Sportsbook has Tyreek Hill at plus 1,200 and Kelsey at plus 1,300. It seems almost impossible that a defensive player will get it. And that's obviously heavy quarterback. But if you had to take a flyer, Mike, so you know what? Hey, it's an easy bet to go Mahomes and Brady. Even Hill and Kelsey feel like safer bets. Who would be a guy that you go, you know what? Watch out for this player. Well, I think if Tampa wins, I think it's got to be Shaq Barrett and it's got to be uh, Jason Pierre-Paul. It's got to get the MVP. They've got to dominate. You know, if they win, it's because they've stopped Kansas City's offense. You know, you can give it to Brady or you can give it to Mike Evans or Godwin. But to me, if the Bucs win, it's because their defense won the game. Their defense forced enough punts, forced enough stops, harassed Mahomes, created as much problems. And I think that there lies. It's why I would take a shot on that as the MVP. You know, I don't know if there's anybody else. I think Kelsey, for me, if he's the MVP, it's because Mahomes played great. You know, Tyreek Hill could be the MVP because he's just Tyreek Hill and you can't slow him down. And then offensively for the Bucs, you know, it's going to be Brady. If Brady has a big day at 43 years old playing in his in his ninth Super Bowl, he's going to get the MVP. You know, no matter what Evans does, no matter what, you know, Gronk does, no matter what anybody else does. But if this is a game to where Kansas City's offense is stifled, it's because they sacked Mahomes, created turnovers, and scored with their defense. Then I think it's Barrett and Pierre Paul. Interesting. Those defensive guys could step up. Shades of, uh, you know, like the Giants back in the day. Obviously, Strahan, that great defensive front, what they were able to do against the Pats back in 07. Don't go anywhere. When we come back, deep dive in the really absurd stuff, the novelty prop bets next here on the GM Shuffle. 
The NBA playoffs are heating up, and so is the action at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. With same-game parlays, live betting, odds boosts, and so much more, don't miss out as the NBA postseason winds down. I mean, the second round of the playoffs have been absolutely phenomenal, and if you really like a team, you can bet on them for the futures markets, maybe some conference finals MVPs as the conference finals approach, or how about NBA finals MVP? And if you're new to DraftKings, you got to check this out. New customers bet 5 bucks to get 150 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SHUFFLE. That's code SHUFFLE for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just 5 bucks only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available. For problem gambling, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas. 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Okay, now it gets to the quirky stuff. How many commercials will show a person wearing a mask? Over two and a half commercials is at minus 450. Under two and a half commercials, plus 275. Mike, I'm taking the over. I'm Me too. I'm with you. I'm with you on the over. Did you see the commercial with John Travolta and his daughter dancing? It was like a wee, it was like a garden commercial. They were doing the Saturday, they were doing some dance in the backyard. You know, it was, I just saw a clips of it. I mean, you know, the thing I hated about going to Super Bowls, you never got to see the commercials in the stands. You know, you like, you never got to see them. And I always, I always like to see them. You know, you know and I, I asked somebody at the league office, I'm like, why don't they show the commercials to the people that are paying all that money to watch the game? He said, and they said, well, it violates the rights of the stadium. So if the stadium is sponsored by Coors Light and you can't show the Anheuser-Busch commercial. Huh. You know, and so I get that. So it made sense, and I did. But I, I love, don't you love the commercials? Oh, We're going to have, on Monday, when we review the Super Bowl, we will have a section for commercial review. So take notes during the commercial. Absolutely. Listen, we're football diehards here, and we'll do the X's and O's, but I completely agree. You're bringing in a huge segment of the population. Listen, 100 million people are going to watch the Super Bowl, and we all know there's going to be a, a segment of those who go, hey, I'm not really into the football, but hey, man, I love these commercials. I'm like, hey, totally get it. These are some innovative, fun, and very expensive commercials. So we will be looking into those and reviewing the best ones. Will Eric Church wear a cowboy hat? He's singing the anthem. Yes is at plus 300. No is minus 500. Uh, I'm going to say yes. More importantly, Michael Lombardi, have you ever worn a cowboy hat? No. I mean, could you see this schnoz in a cowboy hat? I mean, seriously. I mean, come on. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. I want to get a picture of you and me wearing cowboy hats. That would be funny. A, a, a Calabrese cowboy. I mean, that's what I used to love about Dean Martin. I mean, Dean Martin could pull off being, being in cowboy movies. I used to go over when my mother was sick, and I used to go over and sit in her house, and she'd be watching these old cowboy <laughs> movies on the TV, you know, and, and there would be and the same one she'd watch over and over and over again. I'm like, Mom, didn't you just see this thing? Like, didn't we just watch this last time I was here? Yeah, but it's really good. And, and, and of course, it's Dean Martin in a cowboy. I mean, you know, he, he was 
was uh, the Calabrese cowboy. I, I could never pull that off. I mean, there was a period in my life when I first moved to Vegas. Of course, Millie reminds me of this all the time. You know, that I had cowboy boots when I was living in Vegas. I kind of thought they made me look taller. I was feeling good about it. But then I'm like, no, I, I, I can't. No. I mean, I'm never going pinky ring, but I'm never going cowboy boots either. I love it. Jersey guy walking around wearing cowboy boots. Um, how many times will Roger Goodell be shown? Over one and a half times is even money. Under one and a half times minus 140. Again, I think they show him twice. I'll take the over. I think it's, yeah, I'm going to go under here. I disagree with you. I go under. I think they show him once. Once is enough with Raj. I think that's enough. All right. This might be the trickiest one. I don't know how the hell people even bet on this. What will be said first? Hamstring is minus 130 or groin at minus 110? I'll take hamstring. I'll take hamstring too. I take hamstring too, because there's got to be somebody, you know, you'll see somebody, especially, you know, the Chiefs have to worry about this because they're going to be playing a little bit, you know, they, they obviously, it's cold in Kansas City, they go inside their bubble, but the humidity and the feel of the game, you got to make sure you're really loose for that. Um, will Tom Brady attempt to high five an official? Yes is plus 600, no is minus 1500. I think that's a no. Uh, I'm going no all the way on that. How many times will Bill Belichick be mentioned? Over one time. Minus 310, under one time, plus 205. Again, I will take the over. I think they do it twice. I think so, too. I think they're definitely going to talk about it. I mean, I think they're going to talk about it during the show to open it up, and then I think they're going to talk about it in the game. Because I think Romo understands that a lot of what Brady's been able to accomplish is through Belichick. Yeah, I think, I think he's, he gets it. So I, I do. All right, a few more to go. Which color liquid will we pour on the winning coach of Super Bowl 55? This one every year we discuss, right? Orange is the favorite at plus 160. Red at plus 165. So it's neck and neck with those. Purple's ridiculous. Plus 1,300. There's no way. Lime green, plus 330. Uh, orange or red? I'm going to go with red only because I think the Chiefs win, so they'll go with red. Yeah, I'm going to go with red too. I mean, and even if the Bucks win, wouldn't they be like, isn't that yeah, red, pewter and gold? I mean, I never know what color the Bucks are. Wouldn't that be hilarious if the Bucks came out with their old, you know, with the with the pirate with the knife in his mouth, and those <laughs> uniforms, those, <laughs> those those things. Old school Bucks uni would be great. Uh, a couple more to go here. Who will the Super Bowl Fifty Five MVP mention first? Well, how about this? Did, did the deity not getting his due? God is second at plus two fifteen. Teammates are first at minus one fifty. Family or family members at plus five fifty. Then you get to the city, the coach, the owner. I think it's generally the teammates is the way these guys go. Yeah, no doubt. I'm going to go that one too. I think there's no doubt, especially through the COVID. I mean, this has truly been a bonding season for everyone with COVID. I mean, you've actually had to, you know, really get closer to your teammates. You count on those. So yeah, I think so. A last one close to your heart as a dog lover and dog owner. How many commercials will have a dog in them? Over four and a half commercials. That's a lot. Minus 250. Under four and a half commercials plus 170. I'm going to take the under. I feel like four commercials. How about you? I, I'm going to go four. I think I think anything more than four is too much. You know, I think anything more is too much. So I, yeah, and I love them. I mean, you know, as a dog owner, I love it. I mean, every time I see a dog commercial, I'm like Bella, like like seriously, you couldn't have done this. Like, couldn't you get into acting? Like, why didn't you have these dreams? <laughs> Could have been making some money on the side here for me and Millie with Bella. Doing yeah, some I mean, dog. like seriously, I was watching Millie and I were watching a movie the other night, and there was a dog in it, and I'm like, man, that dog's a good actor. And Millie's like, the dog's trained; it's not an actor. Like, you know, I was like, okay, but Bella couldn't do that. Like, I couldn't get that. I, I rewatched a movie you and I both love. Speaking of a great dog, as good as it gets, 
the dog that is Greg Kinnear's dog, and then Jack Nicholson house sits him, and the dog actually prefers Jack Nicholson. That is a very cute dog. That, that what was what was that dog's name? Oh God, I could see it. Had he had the bowl made up for it too? Verdell. Verdell. I mean, yeah, I thought that dog was a great actor too. Of course, he's trained, but I thought he was a great actor. And I, I mean, I think Nicholson was so good in that movie. I mean, he was politically incorrect. I mean, Harold Ramis is in that movie, and God knows he died. I mean, don't you? I mean, I feel bad about that. I mean, he was too young, Harold Ramis, you know? So, uh, but anyway, I, I, I'd love that. I, I could watch that all the time when he's sitting there at the, at the diner or eating his breakfast, ordering the same things. How about the bar of soaps he goes through? It's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's going through. Wait, it's perfect for COVID times. I mean, because this guy's OCD. Could you imagine him living through the COVID era? And like I said, he's so politically correct, but it's hysterical because the barbs, he fires off everybody. Carol, the waitress, uh, Simon, Greg Kinnear. I mean, you and I both love the exchange where the woman says, I have to ask you, how do you write women so well? And he goes, I think of a man. And I take away reason and accountability. <laughs> it's the best line ever, isn't it? It's so good. <laughs> uh, you can follow Mike at M Lombardi NFL, his Twitter handle. You can follow me, Adnan S. Ferk. You can also follow our show's Instagram page at the GM Shuffle. Your call, Mike. Do you want to do one final prediction here for the game and the spread, or you want to just yeah, tweet I'm gonna it? Yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Chiefs. I'm going to go Chiefs 30-20. All right, I like it. I'll actually give him the score too. I'll go Chiefs 34-24. We both have the Kansas City Chiefs winning the Super Bowl. Everybody, stay safe. I know people are quarantining. Not having the usual Super Bowl parties, but it's going to be an awesome day on Sunday, and it's going to be an awesome GM shuffle. Monday morning, we will recap all of the action, the game, the commercials, and all the stars. We'll see you then.